Hey everybody, this week's episode of the R&R&R &R &R Show is brought to you by The Op. And, wow, hello, look, there is four of us yes. today, folks, here on The R&R &R Show, and not only four of us, but you are here live in person, in my house, literally in the house. Right? Not via the magic of video, as you so often like to yeah, say. exactly. And every time you say it, I always think, it's actually pre-recorded video. I mean, but, but, but yes, but it's still magical. Yep, yeah, it magical. is magical, yep. but not as being as magical as being stuffed into Ruel's very cozy, let's say, Small. filming room. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, we are on the road driving from the Pacific Northwest to the southern tip of Baja, Mexico, and then heading back home. And if we were in L.A., I had to stop for my favorite person in the world, uh, and uh, Ray, specifically. I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to imply anything <laughs> no. else. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. more sense, yeah. Oh, well. Because it's not just me, folks. It's Ray from The Op, who is sponsoring this episode. Hi, Ray. How are you doing? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored to be here. We are incredibly happy to have you. Tell us about the op. You're a recent transplant. Uh, you're in charge I, yeah. of the digital media, I believe? Yes. Yeah. So my, my title is digital content coordinator. Fancy way of saying I do social media. So if you talk to us on socials, that's me. And I also make video content and do various like streaming things like this. I mean, there's a camera. I'm probably the one the one involved in it somehow. You can catch our videos that I make on TikTok and Instagram Reels and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm brand new to the company. I'm super excited. We are chatting before the pre-show that the op is sort of in their hobby era in 2024. So yes. this is like the perfect time for me to be joining this company, having come from like the hobby space in my prior work. So I'm, yeah, I'm super pumped to be here. Uh, some of the stuff going on at the op right now. We have so many things. We have so many things. I gave the full explanation during the, the pre-show, so you can check that out. But the highlights, in my opinion, are that the art project is finally available in the U.S. If you were keeping up with Essen coverage, this was a big hit at Essen. I think it was even on like, I think it was one of Ruel's like most anticipated games oh, in 2023. Yeah, I went back and, yeah. and did my research before the stream. <laughs> nice. So it's you don't just take my word for it. Ruel was excited for it as well. <laughs> this is our cooperative game where you are playing with you are players who are trying to save art that has been stolen by this mysterious organization called the White Hand. So you're going around trying to reclaim this art that has been stolen, hence the art project. It's the art rescue team. This is a fantastic cooperative game that hits that perfect middle ground of being super easy to learn. The mechanics are very straightforward, but it's quite the challenge. You have to communicate really well with your other players. It's pretty hard to quarterback, uh, which is one of my biggest mm. pet peeves in co-op games. So I love games that have clever ways of sort of getting around that, which is fantastic. And yeah, this is out in the US. I'm super, super excited for that. Um, and then depending on if this releases tomorrow, we will have Black Friday oh, sales up the nice. op. Yeah, so we are going into our hobby era, as I like to say, but the op, I think, really shines with party games. We have such a fantastic lineup of party games, including Blank Slate, Hughes and Cues, Tap. We've got a ton of them. If you follow us on social media, I've been talking a lot about how great those games are to bring home for the holidays, for Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. Friendsgiving, Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Anytime that you go home and you've got a big group of people and there's a variety of ages, some of them maybe like board games, but a lot of them probably don't, maybe can't really grasp more than, 
a handful of rules at a time. The op party games are such a great place to go for that. And we're having a big sale on our party games for Black Friday. It's buy one, get one. 50% off. So if okay. you're looking to bring some games home for the holidays, I highly recommend. I've been playing Blank Slate at my family's Thanksgiving for like every single year since it came out. It's so perfect for like a big group of people yep. with a variety of ages and skill levels. So Very yeah, cool. that's what we've got going on. And also just watch this space for 2024. We've got mad hobby games coming out next year. I'm so excited. Very, yeah, watch the pre-show. She talks about it a bit. Uh, folks, yeah. I'm going to put a link down in the show notes to get uh, jump directly to that Black Friday sale page. And I can say, having just come from Funicon, a, a recent uh, convention up in Oregon, everybody I played the art project with really loved it. It is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Really, really sharp and gorgeous art from Vincent Dutre. Just a, a real eye grabber, too. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so glad people enjoyed it. That's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. What are we here to do? We are here to talk about our top 12 foodie games. Yes. And uh, these are games that I've been really excited to uh, talk about because I'm a foodie. I know a lot of y'all who watch these are as well. And I'm excited to see what everyone's come up with. And I, we talked a little bit, a little bit on the pre-show. Again, click on the link below to see the pre-show. Richard's got some games that apparently no one else has heard of. I guarantee so, none yeah. of these yeah. other people will have heard of at least two, if not all three of mine. Yeah. Very he made them him, himself. Yes, right. Right. <laughs> they're, just, they're just all Richard premiering. Oh, I have this game. <laughs> a bowl full of sausage. Yeah. It's like, okay. Actually, that sounds pretty good. That, that's I would good. be down for that one. <laughs> I play that game. <laughs> Chris, why don't we uh, kick things off with our number 12, my friend? All right, number 12 uh, comes to me. I get to start the list off. And so this is, this is, this is sort of a, a, a quick filler game that the food theme doesn't really come forward that much. Mm. You, could, you could do it with anything, but it's a, it's a play on the, the typical scoring condition of some board games, and that's point salad. Sure. Point salad, nice. I, I, I had to throw it on here. It's just such, it's such a good game. It's so cheap. It's like 20 bucks or less. And it's very simple. On your turn, you take two cards. That's it. You're taking a bunch of different salad items that you can put into your salad. Or you can take one card, and that's a scoring condition. And then you just try to get the salad accoutrements as they were to put into your, your scoring condition and get the most points. goes by super quickly. You can't really plan ahead because things are always in flux and flipping over uh, and... If if I'm like three turns down the line, it's, it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna look and see what's on my turn. Grab some veggies. Hope I get the most points. Plays super quickly, but it's so so satisfying. Plays well at all the player counts as well. Uh, it's just a great game. Yeah, that's it. I I agree. I think it is a fantastic title, which I'm sure is not what longtime fans of the show would be expecting. But I guess when I'm actually talking to Chris face to face, I can no longer talk trash about his choices <laughs> since I no longer well, hear through the magic of video. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep our fingers crossed that yeah. I, I make some horrible decisions later on in the episode. I imagine so. But I gotta say, um, it is a sharp game, and you're right; it is kind of abstract. But I think the food does come forward, and if I didn't hate rabbit food on my plate, I could certainly see it being engaging for the theme as well, for the variety of all the different vegetables that are available. I mean, personally, I prefer the sequel, Point City, but that has nothing to do with mm. food. So I, I think a pretty good choice. Yeah, I assume everybody else has played it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 great, great game. This is one that I usually have in my yeah, little quiver case when I go to family parties or whatever. It's one that comes out a lot. Yeah. 
again, very simple to get to the table. It takes two minutes to explain, and you're right into the game. And um, it, it's cute. I mean, it, it just it flows really well. And as Chris mentioned, yeah. it plays well at all player counts. All you have to do is take out a certain number of cards for each player. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will add to it, though, uh, if you're going to play it as a two-player game, it can get pretty cutthroat. Uh, I have yeah, found. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the yeah. hate drafting yeah. in that game is high. Uh, I mean, I could yeah. really mess up your day. You're right. Uh, so that's something to bear in mind as well. Uh, but you know, at a higher player count, that wouldn't matter because really, you're more grabbing what I need as opposed to denying you what you want. Because yeah. I can see, yeah. oh wow, you've been all about those um, peppers for the whole game. It'd be a real shame if that card disappeared, <laughs> and I just, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great, great. Yeah pick uh chris um yeah it's just so solid it's great like, it is i also just so love solid. the name yeah. I, yeah I love that it's kind of it's meta like for most people it means nothing but if you're a board gamer it's like oh that's that's clever i but, love yeah. that somebody yeah. went there and did that yeah you're so right ray i love that little you know gamer nod like hey it's point salad like when i first yeah. heard of the game i was thinking oh is this a stefan feld game but no it, <laughs> it was, uh, it was not. <laughs> yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah. For the and also too, in terms of the card count, if you don't like the first time I played it, we just used all the cards because I was like, oh, I I yep. didn't read the part where you yeah. to take other cards, and so we just had a longer game, and it was completely fine. You oh, know I, what think, I mean, yeah, so I just be, love, yep. love games that are just like our points, our scores were very high, and I've never <laughs> had a high score like that ever again because I was playing with every card in the deck. But you know, it's still like it's still it still works, right? Like I love yeah. when the the core of the game remains so consistent that even if you do make like even a setup mistake, it's you still get a great experience, yeah. and that to me is like oh, a, a, a great really point. great game. Yeah, totally. Nice. Okay, uh, let's move on to our number 11. Thank you for that, Chris. Uh, in our combined list of things here, we're at number 11, so I'm going to be uh, choosing for the group. Uh, this one, I feel like the theme really comes out in, in this game, and uh, I'm just going to get right to it. I'm not going to. Mess around. We are talking about New York Slice, and that's our friend Mike Murphy from the Brothers Murphy. Oh, this is one. a classic. I split. You choose game. Yep. And look at this. I mean, it looks delicious. I mean, I love. Uh, I love um, anchovies as well. But it's a. I split. You choose, and you're gonna split up. Literally split up the pizza, and there's different point values, and you're gonna go for different things depending on what the variable goals are in the game. So you can have like, hey, you know, you want to collect veggies or whatever for this, and you're gonna. Hold Hopefully score the most points. And I love the fact that it is I split you choose because it's so perfectly thematic, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it just, it, it's so good at what it does. Um, I love the mechanism. I split you choose. And I just love, love, love the theme because I'm a big pizza fan. So, of course, I'm going to love New York Slice. That's our choice for number 11. I think that's, that's an excellent one. choice as well. I forget. Was it New York Slice that came out first, or the cake pie slicing one? The cake came out first, and the New York Slice was, uh, redid it. Was yes. the remake oh, of it. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, which means it's the better one. So it's the one you should seek out, because yeah. I'm sure they learned lessons in the development of they it. They did, yeah. Um, it's another game that uh, plays well all the way, I think, up to six players, and... What I just like point salad, you bring this out, it's like, oh my gosh, it looks like a pizza and it's super easy to teach. Like, you're just gonna, hey, you wanna yeah. collect the most points, but at the same time, you're gonna have to split it enough to where everyone gets, you know, a slice of the pie, literally. And it's like, oh, do I wanna keep these or do I wanna give up these? You know, classic I split, you choose uh, conundrum, yeah. as you will. I gotta say, my problem with the game is it's, it's not you, pizza slice, it's me. There is probably no mechanism in all of board gaming that, um, you know, makes Makes Jen just curl up into a ball of indecision uh, yeah. because of the you know, the whole nature of this is right. I get to choose what everybody gets, and I get last dibs on all the you know the collections I made here. 
what am I going to do? Because you want that. You clearly want that. Oh, I can't let you have that, but I need that and the other. And so yep. analysis paralysis can really ensue, even in a quick, mm. simple little one like this. But yeah, That's if true. you're not put off by that, it is a brilliant design and literally mouthwatering. Uh, yeah. To look at it set up on the table as well. Agreed. Yeah, it, it's making me hungry right now. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's like, get that video off the screen. I'm going to have to order order delivery. <laughs> We're in the middle of the video. It's going to come. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was our number 11. Now let's move on to the number 10 on the list. And our special guest, Ray, is going to bring us in for number 10. <laughs> so it's so funny because we don't, we don't pick the order that these show up. And I'm... It's so funny that this is the first one I'm talking about because here I am trying to like appeal to Rado's audience, right? An audience that likes their, you know, like slightly crunchier medium to heavyweight games. And I'm coming out with a game called Yum Yum Island, uh, which I'm yeah. sure no one has heard. I've heard <laughs> of it. I swear. I've never heard of this game. Uh, there, there it is. Look at her in all her glory. So there's a, there's a story uh, behind this game that I'll talk about later. But first of all, what is this game? I'm just looking so, at this. What is this? <laughs> I already love it. I already want it. I am want it. This so, looks awesome. Look at all right. It's just, there's so much. Um, so <laughs> this game has deep lore for me personally, but what you are looking at is Yum Yum Island. The lore behind Yum Yum Island is that it's an island populated with various zoo animals, apparently. And then one day a giant man comes. Where does the man come from? We don't know, but here he is. And he's eating all the food and the animals are starving and dying because this man is eating all the food <laughs> on Yum Yum Island. So they call you and only you to fly in and airdrop food to these animals so they don't shrivel up and die. Wow. <laughs> That's our story. <laughs> Mechanically, what you do when it's your turn, you put on, it's a cooperative game. You put on a very crappy paper, I, I paper blindfold that will um, <laughs> just give you paper cuts on your face. It's awesome. Oh, put on a little paper blindfold. And what you have to do is blindfold it. You have to reach into this um, like container of these little, you saw those little pink and green um, pieces, those yeah. are the food. You're gonna try, first of all, you have to navigate blindfolded to that tray. You then have to airdrop it into the animal's mouths. You cannot ever touch the table or touch the animals. You have to remember and memorize <laughs> where their little open mouths are up to the sky. You have to remember where those are and drop them in. Oh, you wow. roll a die and that will determine whether or not your friends can help you or not. So sometimes it's everyone screaming slightly different variations of the same basic instruction at you, or it's everyone just sort of like holding their breath, not able to say anything, watching you blindfolded try to drop these cubes into the mouths of these animals. That is Yum Yum Island. I discovered this game at Origins, I think like two years ago, and I have to give credit where credit is due. This game is now synonymous in my mind with Charlotte or Alone Shark from the, the board gaming community. Oh, yeah. She picked this up out of like a dollar bargain bin at Origins. So it was like, what, what is this? And what initially <laughs> caught her eye is that some of those animals look kind of odd, kind of like something else. I think it's a kid's game, so I think it's unintentional. But some of those animals are, there were weird art decisions made in this game. And she's like, I got to know what's up with this. <laughs> and she just brought it around to every gaming meetup that weekend and it just spread like wildfire and i got the pleasure of playing it saturday night of origins which if you've ever worked a show 
there's a special type of exhaustion and loopiness that yep. kicks in the Saturday night in particular of a show. And mm. it was just, it was just, we had the most yep. fun. We were, I, my hands were shaking from carrying around my filming setup all day. So I'm like trying to drop them in. We're trying to yell at each other over the buzz of this like convention free play <laughs> area that we're in. We're like, no, a little bit more left. Everyone was like crowding around the table being like, what is going on here? It was just one of those games that just slowly attracted more and more people. You look so doofy with those paper <laughs> goggles on. It's become the stuff of legends for me at conventions. Wow. Charlotte will always, if you ever see Charlotte at a show, she's got a copy on her at all times. It's become <laughs> this massive meme. So I couldn't not put it on this list. Yep. Um, uh. But I think it's mostly for families. And I think it actually would be a really great, really great family game. Or if you're, you know, a slightly loopy adult like myself. Yeah. I I went to try to validate my choice of this by like looking up if anyone had reviewed this game because I had never heard of it before. I stumbled upon a Dice Tower review of it and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Watching it, Tom Vassell's talking about how much he loves it. I'm like, oh, this is great. I feel less crazy. And then, you know, at the end of Dice Tower videos where they lay out all the components and they, they do the gavel of like yep. whether or not it's approved. And Tom goes, yum, yum, island. Kid approved. I, was like, oh, oh, I guess we're all just. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so Yum Yum Island, Kid and and Ray approved. Nice. I love this game very very much. <laughs> oh, what a choice to start things off, Ray. That's yeah. great. I, I had to. I totally need to play this. Yeah, you, you know, it looks. You have to. Yes, I'm bringing yeah. it to PAX. Come find me. I'm it's, it's tradition sure. at this point. And yeah. honestly, I'm a huge fan. Um, wherever possible, more a uh, gateway family games that are cooperative, please. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Playing some variant of sorry being... does not bring people together. Like right. you know, exactly. working together for yeah. something. Wow. Exactly. And it's really yeah. fun with that blindfold. If you like if you like nyctophobia, you like the idea of playing with your different senses in a game, but you don't like the the spooky, scary nature of nyctophobia, but you want to try to do something like a little bit different like that, where you know you're losing some senses. It's a lot of fun. I would recommend bringing your own blindfold because the one in the box is very painful and uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, um, good to know. But, good to know. Nice. But yeah, I I love this game, and I will I, I will talk about it till the day I die. Yeah, yeah, I bring my own blindfold <laughs> anywhere I go. So. Of course, yeah, yeah. Of course, Chris is always prepared. Yeah. Chris has learned the hard <laughs> way. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> that. You should always bring your own blindfold. Byob, you always got to bring your Amazing. own blindfold. Exactly. I, I don't think this should be number ten because I think it should be number one. Awesome. Well, let's move on to number nine, Richard. Hi, everybody. Um, well, first of all, I should say for me, I mean, uh, there are so many great food games out there that I could have talked about. And I think these are all good choices so far to limit myself. I really want to focus on games that was about food prep and really just getting you more connected with the food, you know, making it and then serving it and consuming it. So the ones I'm talking about do that. And I'm going to start with my crunchiest of them. This is a relatively uh, interesting meaty euro. Uh, it is called Consumption Food and Choices. And uh, this is a game that I covered in prototype form many, many years ago, back when I was in Malta, and it's gotten even better since then. But the interesting thing about this game is it was actually designed by a real-world nutritionist, a nutrition scientist. Oh. And she was wanted to use the design of this to get people thinking about different diets and their effects on your body. Um, so at its heart, what we're trying to do is just live a good, balanced meal life. And the, interestingly, the game doesn't really ca 
cast judgment. It says, well, hey, do you want to go paleo? Do you want to go vegan? I mean, these are just what the choices you'll have to make and the effects they will have on your body. And there's actually a few different mini games in here. Uh, one of the coolest ones is me showing it, uh, setting up right there, is this is actually also a supermarket shopping simulation. Because at the beginning of every round, you put all the different foods in this supermarket, uh, and it's got this very, very cool dice-driven draft to let you get the right types of ingredients to put together. Because over on the right, you can see, hey, there's a bunch of cookbooks, which are a bunch of different cards representing all kinds of different meals from different categories. And so you've got, I mean, this is literally a recipe fulfillment game. Um, and you're trying to grit the right ingredients to make the right type. But each player has their own very, very unique board talking about how they are going to focus on, you know, the different, um, you know, whether you're going to focus on grains or fruits and vegetables or meat. And um, it's a really, really engaging game. Incredibly thematic, surprisingly crunchy, and again, driven by real science. Um, you know, the game definitely aims to, you know, inform as much as it does to entertain, and I think it does both really well. And I was really impressed by the prototype I played a long time ago. It eventually got picked up, and, uh, um, you know, if you watch my original run-through, I'm just saying, it has changed since then and gotten even better and a bit more streamlined and smooth playing. But I still think it's one of the most impressive games for what it attempts to do and what it succeeds at, consumption, food, and choices. Wow. I, I'd never heard of this game. Yeah. And... This totally piqued my interest. The fact that it's it was done by a new, actual nutritionist. Mm -hmm. that, that's really cool. So after you played, did you feel like you learned something? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, and I some of the design elements that are in the final, I know came from me too because I did give her some feedback when I was covering the prototype. Oh, so okay. I, I've got a soft spot for the game in my heart as well. But yeah, it's, it's really. Um, I, I, I highly recommend it. It's what was it number nine on number the list? Nine. All right. Number nine. I. I yeah. love games that try to incorporate real science. I think yeah. that's mm -hmm. the that's the coolest thing. The only yeah. thing that <laughs> that stuck out to me was the title is kind of odd consumption. Yes, and yeah. so I thought about that. I thought it was about like the old timey name for tuberculosis. That's yeah, what I told yes. like, the consumption. I, I thought it was going to be plague. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought for sure consumption, plague, and taxes. But yeah. I heard this version. <laughs> it's entirely reasonable, and I talked to her about that too. And I'm sure the publisher talked to her about it also. But it I mean, it's kind of cool because it is like this intense. Like I, I guess if it is, if it is a really sciencey, crunchy consumption, is like yeah. the scientific term. Yeah. For like eating, I guess. I guess that is once you see it on the box, it makes sense. But hearing it, I was like, How "Yeah, is this? totally, totally." Where is this one going? Yep, yep. totally fair. Cool. Yeah, I just love food and choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a Euro game title. Yeah, very much so. Why don't we go on to our number eight, uh, Chris? It's back to you. That's me. Okay. Well, my next one, people may not associate as a food game, but it's sure got food in it. It's, it's the only food that I can think about in this game, uh, rather than the other little bits that you're doing, probably just extraneous. Uh, but you're feeding, you're feeding your guests, and your guests are hungry. They're hungry for wine. They're hungry for coffee. They're hungry for strudel. All right, everybody pause and write down in the comments, based on that description, what game is he about to talk about? I, I think thought it, it was a different game, but now I don't know what it is. Yeah, I oh, thought same. I had an idea, but... <laughs> The strudel through you? Do we know? The strudel totally through you. The strudel is the key. Yeah. The I thought I was on board. Yeah. The strudel is oh. the key to put your guests in your your the their different rooms that they'd love to go to, but they have to be well fed before they can go to their red, blue, and yellow rooms. What is the name <laughs> of the game, Chris? <laughs> This is Grand Austria Hotel. Oh, yeah. oh nice. <laughs> it's a good one. And I, yep. and I saw on Board Game Geek, 
um, that there are like some some geek up bits of where you can get actual yes. like, wooden pieces for like strudel and all, and all the because uh, I was looking up like also full disclosure I forgot that it was called strudel and cake I knew that there was wine and coffee and I was like and eh, there's some other pastries in there <laughs> <laughs> I figured I should look that up before we before we talked about it um, I love this game so much it's so so good uh, it's it's by uh, a that the great design team behind Lorenzo Magnifico mm-hmm. and Golem and um, all the other stuff that they've done that I'm not mentioning right now because <laughs> to, keep, to keep you in suspense. Yeah. That's the reason. Um, yeah, it's it's so fantastic though. You're competing, you're competing to to have the best hotel. You need to bring hotel guests into your cafe, you need to feed them by getting different resource cubes. Uh, and then you have to put them in their preference of hotel room as well, building out this grid. Uh, and, and what I think is is really exciting about this game is how the actions are determined. You roll a bunch of dice, and you can take a dice, and that will determine your action. But the more dice there are in a category, the stronger that action is. And so if you roll five sixes and one one, yeah, the one in any other game, you might be like, okay, I got to take the one first because there's always there's five sixes. I don't have to worry about the six action. But you may want the strength of that action instead of the of that one smaller action, you know. Mm-hmm. And so and so having that balance is what I think is is so cool. Uh, they do sort of dice worker placement or dice action selection in, in in a great way. Like Lorenzo does it in a very exciting way too, and. Uh, yeah, I just I I think this game is so so phenomenal, so worth the worth the hype, worth its space on the Board Game Geek Top 100, and it's just super fun. But that's that's the key thing that I really enjoy about it, and also, of course, the food. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yep. And here's my problem: the fact that you have to mention that as an afterthought. <laughs> we are done being complimentary to Chris's choices here. There it is, folks. <laughs> It's my, not my called first, my, my number one is all food. Don't no. worry. It's not called Grand Austria Strudel. It's called Grand Austria Hotel, and it is. Yeah, it's probably I'd be willing to bet probably my favorite game on this entire list because I love it to pieces. And I thought about it too. And to be fair yeah. to you, it is listed under the food category on Board Game Geek. It's one of the highest ones. There is a subcategory on Board Game Geek devoted to food games, and apparently, with your eyebrows raised, you didn't realize that. Um, I didn't. So, I wish I had known that. That would have helped my picks. It probably would have <laughs> helped. I would have remembered yeah. about Uve. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that would be my only problem. But yeah, you're right. It is a brilliant game with uh, yeah, minors so in fun. food as opposed to majors. Uh, I have yeah. a confession. Uh, I just wanted to talk about it. <laughs> oh, fair yeah. I have a confession. I thought I'd play this game. I've always had this mixed up with Lorenzo Elvin. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm looking oh, at it, and like, you know, Chris is talking about it. I'm looking hilarious. at it. Like, this looks really familiar. It's like, no, I've played the other one, uh-huh. which I love, by yeah. the way. Um, so, again, that has nothing to do with food, but hey, here we are. It's Chris's choice. We don't have to talk about food because he plays fast and loose with the rules. <laughs> yes, he does. Fast <laughs> yeah. and loose, baby. Apparently, my message I sent that's on his shelf behind it did not come across clearly. Oh, that's enough. right. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was for cutting my strudel and cake. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not what this was for? Dang it. That's, I, I thought you were telling me to put it in. <laughs> Classic Chris. Uh, let's move on to our number uh, seven. Uh, okay. this, is, this is my choice. And All right. once again, I'm going mainly for theme here. I'm really, the, the theme of this really captures the essence of why they, it's, it's a, for a food game. It is a game, number seven, called Kitchen Rush. 
And that's how you choose a food game Thank as you. opposed to a food adjacent <laughs> game. Yes. Uh, uh, folks, yeah. you're literally in the kitchen prepping, you know, you're uh, running a restaurant, you're prepping food for the um, for your customers. And what I love about this is it's a worker placement game, but those workers are, uh, what are they called? A little sand timers. Yeah. So you place them in different spots and you only have whatever, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever it is to do your moves. And it, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I love how fast and, uh, this plays and it really does capture. I've never worked in the kitchen. I've done like some catering gigs and stuff, but nothing behind, you know, behind the counter there where you're prepping food. And yeah. I would imagine it's just as stressful as this. Oh well, gosh. Obviously yeah. more stressful. Yep. But as Amy and Maggie did in their run through, you can see there's all kinds of things you do. You get the food from the pantry, you go to the uh, burners, you've got your, your different, you know, pots and pans going and you have to fulfill orders. You've got to keep those customers happy. And of course, if they're, if you wait too long, they're not going to be happy. They're going to leave and you've lost, uh, you're not going to score points, but Kitchen Rush, folks, I love the theme, and I think it's just brilliant the way they've done it with those sand timers. I thought it was a really yeah. uh, slick move. Yeah. yeah. I've you always said enjoyed the meeples are sand timers? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's, they're all, I that's think. That's so cool. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. So, Ray, you, you need to play this. It, it's just, it's so much oh. fun, and um, it's a cooperative game. It is a cooperative game. game well, yes. So, we're all trying to make sure that the yep. restaurant doesn't go out of business, and as soon as the timer goes, you can see them starting to play now. You put that timer down, you do the action, and then that timer is locked there for 30 seconds. Yep. But players have multiples, and I think there's like a community one that players can share Correct. Yeah. and yeah you're f between uh prepping the food between going out and shopping to get more food because your pantry might go empty yep. to um plating the food to actually servicing it it's it is phenomenal so much really fun. good stuff yeah. highly recommend it looks like the board game version of overcooked which is yeah, like yeah, yeah. the yeah. one yeah. line that's all you need to say i'm so yeah. on yeah. board yeah. Yeah. yeah that's totally yeah. it right. yep yeah. I also love seeing Maggie and Amy like rushing around. And then, <laughs> you know, yeah. Normally they're so calm and they're just sitting there. But here it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. God, I love real-time games so much. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, for a real-time game, they capture the theme perfectly. You know, just uh, being that mm -hmm. mad rush uh, behind the, uh, the doors of a, your own kitchen or restaurant. Uh, so much fun. Good stuff. Yeah, this one's in my personal top 10 food games. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Just, nice. yeah, not my top, top tier, but yeah. okay. it's still really good. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, really cool. Sorry, Chris, did you have thoughts on uh, just... No, no, I was saying I probably should pick up a copy. Uh, oh my gosh, you haven't... Yes. I play Overcooked a ton. <clears throat> oh, and, yeah. And uh, like that, that uh, we're... we're we're four stars on pretty much every everything in Overcooked. Okay, no, no big deal. But if you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, I have to. I think I just have to go and get a copy of this like immediately after this. Stream. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm I think so. I really think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, let's move uh, back on to number six. And Ray, we're going to throw it back to you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, now I'm worried because now Richard's coming for people's choices of if it, <laughs> is this food it's enough or not. Yeah. And this one might be up for contention uh, right. because this is one of those games that could could kind of have had any theme. Okay. Uh, but this is the card shedding bluffing game Spicy, which the food theme is that all the cards are various spicy foods. Okay. You've got wasabi, chili, and pepper. And this is sort of like the game Cockroach Poker, but I think it is mm. the superior cousin to Cockroach Poker. Oh, wow, I play really? That game a lot. Yes, and I'll talk about that when I, after I've explained what it is, why I like it more than Cockroach Poker. But basically what will happen is there's those three suits, as I said, wasabi, chili, pepper. The person who starts has to play a card face down in one of those suits, numbered one through three. And then play goes around clockwise where everyone continues to put a card face down on top of that one. It has to match the suit. So if I played the one of wasabi, the person to my left has to also play a wasabi of a higher number. And they mm. have to claim this is a three wasabi, right? And that goes play goes around like that. And at any point when someone plays their card, you can put your little paw, as they call it, because there's like tigers. That's what we all are. Don't ask me why mm. we just okay. are. You put your paw on the stack and you say, uh-uh. You're lying and you have to call either they're lying on the suit uh, or they're lying on the number. You can't say uh, you're you, that's BS. You, you have to claim either number or suit. And then obviously you're trying to shed your hand and also gain points from like if I correctly call your bluff, I get that stack of cards underneath it. And it goes around like that. I like this. I love bluffing games. I love any sort of social deduction thing or anything like that that involves reading other people. I really enjoy mm -hmm. that as a mechanic. I like this more than Cockroach Poker because in my experience with Cockroach Poker, there's a little bit of an unevenness in play where you can mm. target one person a bunch. Um, and because you get to pick who you go to in Cockroach Poker, I find that dynamic can leave people out or can like really bully one person. This you have to go in clockwise order. Uh, and I really like it. It's I, I love bluffing games and the production value on this is also beautiful. All those cards are these beautiful gold foil cards, the little tiger drawings are gorgeous. And yeah, that's spicy. All right. Nice. Cool. Yeah, uh, Ray, yeah. I think you're perfectly, like, it's just a perfect um, uh, statement about how Cockroach Poacher, it can be a little bullyish, right? I mean, you do. Yeah, it it seems like every time game I play of Cockroach Poacher, you're gonna you're gonna pick on one player. That's just mm -hmm. the way it works. And, and it, you can go after the winner in a in like yeah, you know, I'll gang up on them. And I don't like games where the last ten minutes are just you ganging up on the winner. I don't agreed. enjoy that very much. So yeah, yeah. and spicy yeah. definitely. Uh, I've I've enjoyed my games of spicy as well. And I, I think you're awesome. perfectly. Yeah, that was a perfect uh, statement about the the game. It's really really fun. Yeah, and it's a really great way to like get to know people. I love I love games like that. I was I was introduced to this game back when I used to work for CGE. They do this big playtesting retreat where they send everyone out into like the Slovakian mountains to playtest all the games that they're thinking oh, yeah. of publishing. And this game is now nice. being distributed in the US through CGE. So we got to play it there and it was a re it's a really good way to get to know people and yeah, mm. I love this type of game and this is I think my favorite 
in the light card bluffing genre. Yeah. yeah. Now, nice. uh, remind me, is this a minimum three-player game, or can you it play It must two? be, right? It must be. Yeah. I think so. Don't quote me on that, though. I've only ever played it with, like, a bunch of people, so, so yeah, I'm not yeah, familiar yeah, yeah. with it's but, minimum. Yeah, I thought there was someone hit, on BGG or something, someone was, like, working on a two-player variant or whatever, but I, I, I don't I, remember. Yeah. I know Eleni, who works for CG, played it with her partner a lot, um, yeah. and she said she enjoyed it, but it's not like an official official player count. Got it. Got it, it says two to six on BGG. Really? Oh, okay. Well, whatever it has some but the community yeah. says three to six. So. Yeah. 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 That's cool. unsurprising. All right. Yeah. Okay, right. great choice. Uh, that was our number six, so let's move on to number five. Oh, it's back to Richard. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, so <laughs> this, again, is one that's all about food prep. And you know, making the right, uh, you know, getting the right ingredients to make the right meal, and I really like it a lot. I'm sure nobody's heard of it besides me. It is called Master Sweets, and this is a game that, um, what would you, I, I would liken it kind of to Ticket to Ride, in that a, a, a large portion of the game is getting the uh, right cards in your hand that uh, represent different ingredients, you know, fruits and flour and eggs and milk and, you know, you know just a wide variety. You can see them all there, probably almost all of them. There's chocolate and whatnot. And the thing is, over time, you're building a bigger and bigger hand. And, you know, in Ticket to Ride, you're trying to build the right, get the right collection of cards to lay track down. Here's the deal. The grid of all the cards you can see on the table, any row or column of that is functionally a recipe for a particular meal you're trying to make. So, like, if you look in the middle, there's, oh, there's milk and fruit and lots of butter and chocolate. So, one of the fun things about this game is, uh, if I can get that particular combination of ingredients in my hand, I can claim that entire row or column and say, that's the meal I'm making. It's kind of the same as, you know, getting all my trains on the, on the board. And the interesting thing that happens is, once I um, clear that out, they all go away and everything else shuffles together and tightens up to rebuild. You can see over time, the grid is changing. Oh, I thought I desperately needed one more butter. Oh, but now I don't need butter. I can fill that in that much quicker. And so imagine Ticket to Ride. Oops, that was a short video. We need to turn on looping. Come on back. All righty. Or I'll just go over there. There we go. Loop. Oh, it was looping. Oh, I just didn't let it loop. Right. Um... <laughs> Anyway, imagine uh, Ticket to Ride where the board is constantly evolving and changing. And so you're trying to make plans, and but, oh my gosh, you took that other thing. I could pivot and make this other particular meal now. Um, and then, of course, the interesting thing is, you know, like Ticket to Ride, you spend all your cards to collect these. It is sharp and fast, and as I said in my little uh, rapid review here, I would play this over Ticket to Ride any day because I think there's more going on. It's got that same kind of fast-playing, get-cards, rummy feel, but you've got special player powers. You also have a lot of different modes. There's like a really nasty cutthroat mode you can play if you want that. There's a cooperative version you can play. It's got a great solo mode. It's got a ton of variety built in. And at the end of the day, one of Jen's and my favorite things is, you know, a particularly odd, oh, there's like three fruit and some cream and some nuts. What is that? Is that, uh, you know, is that a banana split I've made for myself? Uh, you know, it, it gives a little bit of role playing too. Like, look at this concoction I have made. Isn't it delicious? And yeah, it's, it's really flying under the radar. It hasn't got a lot of attention, but I think it's very, very sharp. And anybody who likes Ticket to Ride and likes food owes it to themselves to try out Master Sweets. You you had me at Ticket to Ride and food. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I, that's I, a good I really, pitch. Yeah, I really want to try this. I've never... Heard it. Well, why do you think it sort of flew under the radar? Oh, it's just it's from a very, very small publisher. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, that tiny little Kickstarter. Yeah. I think they did a second one a couple of years ago, if I recall correctly. But yeah, it was just, you know, 
I mean, in an industry where 10,000 great games come out every year, you know, not all of them are going to resonate or get noticed. But yeah, I think it's really great and worth seeking out. Nice. Awesome. Cool. I, you know, where it, well, that was number five. I'm super hungry right now. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, we're recording this live, uh, and you know, it, it's yeah. around lunchtime here on the Pacific uh, West Coast, the West Coast. So, yeah, we, we got to get through this. Yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. move it. Let's move it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great choice. I, I want, I really want to play this. Um, but let's throw it back over to Chris, who's got our number four. All right. This is my last pick. This is one that is very much about food. Mm. And marketing. Um, and there's it's all marketing and not food. And this is actually kind of topical because the special deluxified edition kind of came out today. Oh, okay. On Game yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is Food Chain Magnate. Yep. Uh, yes. So Food Chain okay. Magnate by Splatter Games. Uh, I played this game for the first time this summer. And man, is it fun. It's It's... Yeah, it, it it's really slick and it's a lot less complicated than I expected. I feel yeah. like it has this it had this like image around it for me that all oh, was so it's going to be so intense. It's going to be 4 hours like you really got to buckle down, but really it's it's just like a bunch of tech trees. It's it's very tech tree the board game. Yeah. Uh and as you as you sort of navigate how to promote your food, the food that you're getting and the food that you want to deliver to your customers. Yeah. And so there's this big sort of board laid out there. There's a bunch of different houses. And those houses, they don't know they want food until you put up a billboard right next to their house that says, hey, you want pizza. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, I do want pizza. You're right. And then you hear some air- radio airwaves. And they're like, ah, yeah, you want lemonade, too, with that pizza. They're like, yeah, I need pizza and lemonade. And if I don't get pizza and lemonade from one restaurant, I'm not leaving my house ever again. Um, and that's basically how the game proceeds is that it's up to you to try to get those, those resources and fulfill. Um, it, it really is structured to, from like a strategy point, And this is important if you ever pick it up and you, and to know the game, the first few turns are so, so important because yeah. they kind of define your strategy for the rest of the game. That's something that I think people will really like or people will really dislike because there are these milestones and they're really, really powerful milestones. So you can have, uh, if you, the first person to get rid of food uh, gets a fridge that can hold 10 food in between rounds. And so you don't then have to play your fry cooks, your burger chefs, or your pizza cooks every round. You can play them a couple rounds, build up a supply of pizza in your fridge, and then be like, okay, cool. I don't have to devote like resources uh, and uh, to that to that thing. And they're all super, super powerful. Uh, and and it's really important that whoever's teaching you the game like emphasizes how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there's just like a wide variety of strategy uh, and there's not too much rules complexity. There's not like too much minute little things. It's pretty streamlined. Uh, but I I also have to say, since there is like a Kickstarter going on, I d- I think the the base game is going to be the better version. I think it's going to be the better version because. The the this the deluxified Kickstarter is giving you a bunch of plastic pieces and like you got to put things on those those houses and and if there's a big plastic piece and there's like a little pizza slice tucked in the corner of it it's less readable like it's actually less readable to the game state wow than uh than if you were to put like a a little piece uh, a pizza symbol on a flat tile so like personally I'm like I was excited to see this come back like come in this deluxified version but I. I like the uh, the base game just fine and for like fifty percent of the price. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing. There's there's a really nice thing that the there's a black magic insert where you can have all the cards stacked up, which card organization is gonna be a huge part of this because there's all tech trees, and it's like I'm gonna buy this person who's gonna chain off into that. And so there's a lot of like taking cards and building out your own little pyramid of uh the CEO hierarchy. But um yeah, it's it's really slick. Uh, I like it a lot. I, it, it gets me actively excited to get it back to the table too. So, uh, and just experiment with different, like which milestone am I going to get? That's going to really change the strategy of what superpower that I can do versus uh, everybody else who didn't get it at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm so glad it's on Kickstarter now with this new edition. And I, I sort of feel ashamed for admitting this, but for years, I have stayed away from this game because I didn't like the look of it. I felt like yeah. it looked oh, really? clip art. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. You know this is I mean? widely yeah. regarded as one of the best ugly games of all time. Yeah, yeah, um, and I just I couldn't get over I that. I love purple. the look. I actually yeah. love, I, the, I love the, well, you do look. Okay, the, 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 the I'm with Chris as well. I really like how this game looks. The, the 50s Americana vibe is fantastic. The fact that your player aid yeah. is a literally 50s diner menu that you can open up okay. and leave through is brilliant. Yeah. But the board that you spend the majority of your time looking at, yeah. it's... I, 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 a different structure, different folks. Yeah, um, yeah some people find yeah, yeah, beauty, yeah. beauty in austerity, I suppose, exactly. and I guess that's what this delivers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that, that's why I'm, you know, again, you can totally keep the uh, the original game and have fun with it. I'm looking forward to this new version because it's going to finally get me over the hump because I want to play this game. I've never played it, and I know it's it's a it's game. a brilliant game. Yeah, it is it's also a really brilliantly good. cutthroat game because yes. uh, Chris was talking about yeah. oh, I put all that work into making the people want the lemonade mm-hmm. and the pizza, and then what do you know? You open up a shop right next door to me and completely undercut me and all the work I did is gone and yeah. oh I just lost um, yeah. <laughs> you know if, if, again if you don't play your cards right I gotta say the most brilliant thing about it is the uh, personnel management I loved uh, the, the way that works like you said it's kind of the base of a tech tree and um, just mm-hmm. really sharp and hey you know what it's a step up from your previous one because at least food is in the title even if it's <laughs> only barely in, in the, the game title. itself <laughs> food's in the title there you go <laughs> I knew I'd get by on this one. Yeah. <laughs> nice one, Chris. I said, I, I just looked through my shelf and I saw food and I said, okay, I guess that's there you fine. Go. Easy peasy. And then I was like, I, I got to play it now. <laughs> Love it. Well, I also really want to play this one. I'm in the same boat as Roel. I've never actually played this. I really want to because I, I actually am one of those people who likes how it looks. I love the description of it, but every time I've been this close to someone teaching it, the description of the game turns off one person. And they're like, yeah, actually, let's play something else. Because that, yeah. you, like, the description you gave is exactly what I've heard every single time, which is that it's mm. long. The first couple yeah. of turns are really important. And, yeah. and pe- there's always one person who's like, eh, let's do something else. And I've come this close like five times because I would like to play it with someone who knows it. That's how I want to learn it. Yeah. And yeah. I've been in that situation multiple times and it always gets uh, yoinked for, for something else. So I'm yeah. really hoping. And then uh, you bring out Yum Yum, Yum Island every time. And then I'm like, hey, man, let's just play Yum Yum Island. Let's, why are we here? Uh, nice. <laughs> Okay, we're getting on top. I wouldn't worry. Oh, yeah, just just on yeah. the on the timing. Like, I wouldn't worry that much about the timing. Like, I I it took. Yeah. I think it took our our four player game with three new players. I think it took us like two and a half hours. Oh, which that's is, actually not that's bad. Really good. Yeah, like especially yeah. when it's being touted as this like four hour sort of like. I yeah. I don't see how it could get that with the like with the decision space that you have mm-hmm. to do. I was expecting something way more complex, mm-hmm. uh, and and I actually found it like very reasonable we did sort of opt for a a shorter game because basically at the beginning there's a set amount in the bank 
and then everybody mm. puts in a secret amount into when the bank refreshes. Right. And so you can put in a large amount or a small amount, and you know, okay, I put in $400, so it, there's going to be at least a little bit of time to get my engine running. Or, no, I put $200, so I'm going to pursue like a quicker strategy. I think that's the that's the design yeah. Interesting. behind it. Yeah. Uh, and so we all kind of opted for like the $200 level when we played it for that like two and a half hour. Sure. That's the thing. This it, is a game it's, that... It was good, right? Yeah, its length can be very yeah. dependent on players. And if everybody yeah. throws in, yeah. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. it can be an epic, not quite Twilight yeah. Imperium experience, but it can do that, which is why you always need to have at least a, one or two people at the player table who are treating it as a race mm -hmm. and say, no, I'm going to yeah. make this yeah. go fast, and I'm going to get in and make my money and get out while everybody else is still building up their infrastructure. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait to play it one of these days. Um, who knows, Ray? Maybe we'll play it together for the first time. There you go. We'll I would love that. Yeah, I would, that would genuinely be, love that. Yeah, yeah. likewise. Um, we're at the top three now, folks. All We're right. at the top three food games, and it's back to me. Um, I had to put this game on the list because it is one of the first games that I played when I got into the hobby uh, years ago, and it's still a game that I use, and I'll talk about it in just a second, as far as explaining a certain mechanism. Mm -hmm. And it's our number three. It is Sushi Go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's food in the game, and there's our friend, uh, the Dragon's Tomb uh, Planet. It's a classic set collection card drafting game. You're drafting different types of sushi. They score different you're going to play it simultaneously as the other players. Then you pass your cards to the left or right, yep. and you continue. You play three rounds. There's certain ones that score bonuses at the end of the round. I think it's the desserts. And um, I could have put in any version of this. Sushi Go, Sushi Party, or even Sushi Roll, the mm -hmm. dice one. Mm -hmm. I love them all. They're all pretty much the same game, but obviously with dice or whatnot. Uh, but this game... I use it to explain card drafting. Sure. And it's mm -hmm. I use this as part of my holy trinity of uh, card drafting games. You Sushi Go, then I explain Seven Wonders, and then we got to Blood Rage. <laughs> and those are the three... The pipeline. The pipeline, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, of card drafting. <laughs> and I think this is the perfect one because it's uh, easily portable. I played it so many times with family and friends and non-gamers. Gamers, it's a nice little filler. And, I mean, it's got super cute art. I mean, pudding... I mean, come on. It's one of the cutest games ever. And um, it's... One of, by one of my favorite designers, Phil Walker-Harding, praise be, a wonderful designer. And he's got this special place in my heart because all of his games are very accessible and they're just a lot of fun. And that's why it's our number three pick, folks, Sushi Go. All right. And uh, before we talk about the game, uh, for folks who aren't familiar with the channel, The Dragon's Tomb, his whole yeah. shtick is he makes a video how to play of the yeah. game, making up his own rules. <laughs> so please do not have read the text in this portion and think, oh, I think I understand how to play this game now. That's he right. most definitely do not. No, he, he, makes, he, makes it, he makes it very accurate how to play. I, he's the only one who I've seen does the, the actual how to play actual correctly. Rules. I stand than, corrected. I stand corrected. Uh, that's He's the only one who teaches my. Yeah, <laughs> right. You can get a score of fifteen thousand one hundred. That's a pretty good score. Yeah, that's yeah, not that's all. That's a good score. As soon as you go, <laughs> the millions, the millions. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good score. Yeah. What a good channel. Yeah. But you're, you you know this game has made a really big impact because whenever I'm sitting down to Jen and saying, okay, we're gonna play this game, and you know it's like sushi go. You know, Sushi Go yep. or Seven Wonders are the two games you reference to immediately understand yep. a closed hand draft. Yep. You know, like Sushi Go. Um, and yeah, it's a great gateway. It's it's charming. It's fast. It's adorable. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I would say, I, I would think most people would consider it a pretty solid entry for food as well. Yeah. Uh, because it is about getting the right number of points totally. and getting the right combinations of foods together that work right. well together and therefore they're more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice all around. 
Now, I, I, I'm totally off the. I was just gonna ask. Do you eat sushi? No. Okay. So I make sure. Also, it doesn't make me hungry like some of the other uh, <laughs> games. So it uh, doesn't have any unfortunate side effects. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's less appetizing because all the sushi have cute little faces on them, and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. cute little sushi. Yeah. Yep. Or more appetizing, depending. Oh, on depending. The yes. There you go. If yeah. we're going with the Donner family party. <laughs> yeah. Party game. Amazing. Nice. All right, uh, we got two left. Ray, you've got our second choice for the list. All right. So this one, uh, if you watch the pre-show, I alluded to this game. My number two is A Feast for Odin. Mm -hmm. Um, And this game is probably why Uwe Rosenberg will be my favorite designer probably forever. I adore this game um, so, so very much. I am a big uh, worker placement and also spatial reasoning person. Those are like my two favorite mechanics and this game puts them together in the most amazing way possible. So this is classic Rosenberg game. You are feeding your workers and being a Viking and raising your animals and breeding your animals and all the things that you know and love uh, from Rosenberg. And your goal in Feast for Odin is to expand out and fill up your little board with various goods, whether they be you know animal products or trinkets from your raids, all your Viking activities. You're trying to get these little polyominoes. Is that the phrase yep, yep. for them? These little, you nailed it. Yeah, polyominoes to fit in your Viking field. That's the one part thematically that kind of falls through. You just have a field with all your stuff in it, but don't, <laughs> don't think about that too hard. You're trying to get these little polyominoes together. Um, to fill out your field and the food element of this, I know it's I know it's secondary, but you also because it's a Uber game, you have to feed your workers. So in addition to getting trinkets to put in your field, you're also trying to get meat and milk and such to feed your Vikings. And I just love this game. You've got this giant section on the left hand of the board that's like 30 worker placement options and my ADHD brain just like flashes <laughs> colors with that many options. I adore it. I find it a lot less punishing than Agricola, which is one of my other yeah. favorite games. There's You can obviously block people off from stuff, but because you have those 30 things to do and it's a relatively well-balanced game, someone takes what you're going to do, eh, you can you can go somewhere else. There's a ton of options. There's a ton of paths to victory. There are obviously a couple strategies that are kind of considered the best ones, but I have seen people win with just animal breeding and all sorts of crazy um, hyper fixations on different parts of the game. And I just love how many options there are. And that spatial reasoning is so wonderful. I love that like when it's not my turn, I can be fiddling with my little polyominoes to try to see where they're going to go. Because like I'm that person in Catan when it's not my turn, I'm like building a little physical tower out of my pieces while I'm waiting for everyone else. I love that that's basically a thing I can do in my downtime is I can be fiddling with how my things fit together. This game is also fantastic on BGA. If you've never played it on BGA, it's super, super good. If this game is kind of beefy and long for you to get to the table... The BGA adaptation is fantastic. Um, yeah, this is a, a feast for Odin. I adore this game. It's just everything, everything I love from Uve as a designer. And it's, it's so good. I love it so much. I feel like every time I play it, I learn a new thing, mm. especially playing with people who are better than me on BGA who kick my butt. I'm like, oh man, how, how did you double my score? How did you possibly <laughs> do that? It's one of those games that I love losing because I love watching how people carve their path to victory. It's fantastic. You gotta love when you so good. can appreciate a game even though you lose at it. You know, yeah. and I, I there's a couple of games like that for me where I lose all the time. And one of my favorite games oh. of all time, Blood Rage, which I just talked about. I lose at the game so much, yet 
I still love it uh, for what it is, but um, yeah, yeah, Feast for Odin, of course. It, it's yeah, um, it's got feast in the title. You're, I was just gonna hey, say, please, it does please, have you, feast you, in the give title. Me this. Yeah. Well, no, we yeah, got food in the title. We got feast in the title. Hey, we're good. Here's the thing: it's another one that ranks very, very high on Board Game Geek's food-related. If you go into uh-huh. that category, so the denizens of Board Game Geek agree. And uh, yeah, and, and I would certainly say, you know, I think it's reasonable because at the end, of, it is all about trying to get that feast, exactly. you know, and that's a much bigger yeah. part of the game than say Agricola, where okay, I just have to have a certain number of food right. tokens yeah. to feed. Yeah. Whereas here, I've got to puzzle them together, and I've, everything is always circling back towards that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and uh, everything is puzzly. Even the food mechanic—you can't have. Oh, I can't just yeah. stockpile a bunch of meat and throw it on my table. You can only have one meat. Then you've got yep. to diversify the food. So you've got to yeah. go out and hunt and get a different type of meat. Everything comes back to that polyamino fiddly puzzly bit. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. they are surprisingly picky. Those uh, yeah. pirates or those are. Like, like, <laughs> Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Were you I find say, it's the least, no, I find it's the least punishing in terms of also like. Feeding your people is the easiest yeah. to do mm-hmm. as yeah. well because if you know if they're if you don't have enough food you just feed them silver coins and they can yeah. snack on those. <laughs> That's my fine. favorite part is you can just give them money if you don't have food. You're like man, chew on this, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chew on you don't this. Don't have to worry about yeah. you know getting the begging cards in Agricola. Yeah. 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 Oh God, exactly. It chew is the less coin. punishing of the two. Yeah. As much as I yeah, love yeah. Agricola, I would pick. Yeah. A feast for Odin any day, just because it feels like it's more open. There's more to do. There's just more varied actions in this game. And God, I just love looking at that grid of like 35 options. My brain just, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I will just say that this is the game that got me to stop playing Uwe Rosenberg games. Really? No, oh, yes. do you this hate it? it? I hated no. it until That's... Norwegian's oh, no. expansion the came expansion? out yeah. and fixed yeah. everything. I mean, that, that is, um, if we ever do Broke a top 10 a mandatory must-have expansions, the Norwegian expansion for Feast for Odin is absolutely must-have. Because I do think everything you've said is right. Everything about it is brilliant. But the insane swinginess of the card draws of that game, to me, just mm, completely sure. undo it. Uh, I mean, I've sure. had brilliant strategies just completely destroyed. And there's really, the game doesn't give you much of a way to pivot. If, look, I need more freaking spears. Everything about me is wailing. And I've spent the whole game and I can't get a single one. Why isn't there a, you know, a face-up? you know, draw a draft or draw three, pick one, anything. The randomness yeah. of those, uh, that card deck, the weapon, the weapon or cards. the tools card deck. But then yeah. Norwegians fixed that so beautifully and made the rest of the game even better. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you came around to I, it. I, yeah, I got there in the end. <laughs> nice. And speaking of the end, we're at the hey, top of the list. Right what do you got for number one? Okay, number one is, uh, once again, it's all about making that delicious, delicious meal and uh, cooking it. And it's going to be another one that probably nobody has heard of, and it's a real shame, because more people should play Cuisine a la Carte. And, uh, Ruel, I know you're going to like this, because what would you get if you cross food with Star Realms? Oh, really? Is it a la carte? Really? Yes. Oh, this is yet. hello, sir. Yes, this oh. is a deck building game. Um, you know, and you start out with a deck that's mostly salt because you know that'll always work. You know, if the meal's not working, just throw some more salt in it. Yeah. But you are drafting to get all the different ingredients you need to make particular meals. Uh, over to the side of the board, you've got a, uh, a you know celebrity chefs you're trying to impress by getting the right types of meals together. You are mixing in 
and matching or, you know, trying to do set collections because, hey, if you get a green card and you play it, you don't know what it does to the other green cards. Mm -hmm. um, so it's got that. It, it plays smooth. It is fun. And it is, once again, all about, okay, well, I've got this big collection of cards. I've made it. And what is this meal? Again, it's something I really like as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I define what the meal is I'm making by this random cards. Now, here's the twist, though. After you make the meal, bye-bye cards. Oh. So this also mixes in this idea of it's a deck deconstruction game as well. You spend a lot of time getting the right cards together. And there are ways you can hold on to your cards instead of getting rid of them. But this game does make you pivot. And you're like, oh, I've made the perfect green and blue deck, and I just got rid of all my blue cards and my green cards. Maybe it's time to go to you know the other food source, the uh, dairy, which is the reds, and, right. and give up on the fish now. It's really, really sharp. It's a lot of fun. It's mouth-watering. Um, and again, it really brings the food category to life. And if you like deck building, and if you like Star Realms, or Hero Realms, or yeah. Cthulhu Realms, or any other realms, this is basically Food Realms. Food realms. And uh, I think it is well <laughs> worth seeking out uh, Cuisine a la carte. Yeah, you had me at hello. I, yeah. As I said, I am totally... I need to get this. I Another game that... Yeah, you're right. I have never heard of this yep. game. And... Another one that flew under the radar, I'm assuming it's a small publisher. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yeah. Food, Star Realms, yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Who, I'm in. who publishes um, Hero Realms and Star Realms again? Uh, Wise Wizard. Wise, uh, yeah. Yes, Wise Well, we gotta, we got to get them in. in we there you go, get them involved. Yeah. There you go, realms. get them to like, buy it up. Yeah. Yep. I think calling it Food Realms and like putting it under that IP and just like bringing yeah. it over. I'm all I over. I think that'd be a smash hit. Food Realms Genius. or maybe Chef Realms or... Yeah. Um, Come on, let, let, let's get this game out there. I, I totally love everything about this game that you ta talked about. All right. It's great. Okay. So, 12 games, friends. Food games. I, I am starving right now. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We want to yeah. thank Ray from the Out for joining us yes. today on this, uh, for this list. Ray, thank you so much. You've been great. Oh, my God. Really of appreciate course. This you. Was, this was a blast. It, I had so much fun, like, scourging my collection for food-themed games. It was a really mm -hmm. fun prompt, so yeah. thanks so much for having me on. All right. Apparently the, nobody else knew besides new me. R. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Official. Yeah, it is. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. And we will all play Yum Yum Island when we go to PAX. I'll oh, bring yeah. it and make sure everyone, oh, awesome. everyone yeah. tries it out. <laughs> and, and by the way, folks, I think we mentioned it throughout, but we're not done yet. We're about to go into the post show. If you're watching this on YouTube, after you check out the Ops Black Friday sale, uh, follow the links down in the show notes to go to the extended version of this. You'll get to know Ray in the pre-show. We do a lot of fun games with the audience. And in the post show, we'll be telling you about some honorable mentions that just missed our list as well. So you don't want to miss that. Yes. Links again down in the show notes. All right. And uh, that'll do it. Uh, Richard, do you want to take us away? Well, thanks for watching, everybody. Talk to you later. And thank you to the Op Games. So long. Uh, bye bye